Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Welcome to the Horror Hangout, podcast where two bearded film fans watch the best horror movies of all time and the worst ones. My name is Luke Condo with a cake, and I'm joined by my regular co-host, Mr. Mr. Ben Errington. Ben Errington just admitted that he had a little nap whilst I was talking a second ago. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you were talking and it was a bit like, oh dude, wrap it up! <laughs> wrap it up, My, my voice uh, does sound like a, a meditation soundtrack. Yeah, yeah. I, mean, yeah. I, could, I don't know if I could listen to you in that context because I'm too familiar with you. I remember listening to a meditation tape once. It was really peaceful, and all of a sudden, this sort of very brummy accent. <laughs> the guy said, "Hello," like he probably like went straight straight in. I was like, "I'm not, I'm not comfortable anymore." This is <laughs> not comfortable with a brummy being in both your ears. I can't was, even do it, uh, Birmingham. No, Birmingham. Birmingham. It was. It was just very. Sort of, uh, it's too thick. It's too thick to be relaxing. Not thick, is it? Too thick, thick to be. What is the accent? Was what is the most relaxing accent? Is it Irish? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I would say the Irish is that uh, relaxing, really. Forgot <laughs> uh, <go> about that. <laughs> Ch- choke me. Yeah, the old choked Irish. Uh, <laughs> I don't know, mate. Uh, I would say a nice Aussie accent can be can be pleasant if it's not over the top. Yeah, it's I guess so. And I'd, I'd sit opposite an Aussie guy in work, and you know he was drinking Fosters, and he's always drinking Fosters. And <laughs> it's the problem with foreigners because all foreigners are racist. That's the biggest problem yeah. with them. <laughs> there's the big, there's a real big generalization there. All foreigners are bloody racist, all of them. Exactly, yeah. Horrific. Uh, so, what have you? Have you got any guffs to share? <laughs> Did you bring any guffs to work today? You feel like we need to change the name of this section of the show because I don't know every why time it was called we... originally <laughs> horror guff. Because every time you say it, like I know I know what it is, but then I always have this thought where I think if someone's tuned into this first for the first time ever, first of all, if you're an American listener, guff is going to be like it's not even an English word, is it? I mean, it's just a. I wouldn't even say it's like. I think people in Scotland might be like, "What?" I think people in Ireland might be, "What the what the fuck are we talking you... about there?" <laughs> <laughs> Horror guffs. Well, 
for anyone, horror gaffes are basically just other things we've done. Although, to be fair, we don't really limit it to just horror stuff, do we? No. We just say, here's what we've been watching. Um, I've been watching more Umbrella Academy. I've only got a couple left to go now, enjoying that. That's nice. Um, that's nice. Like, that's nice. It's just juicy. It's very, very Watchmen. I think I've yeah. explained it before. I've very heard. Stylish, very fun. Great I've performance. Heard it's, uh, like a Watchmen, by the way, by way of Tim Burton. Yeah, yeah, definitely a lot of Tim Burton vibes. There's definitely a lot. Of, there's some. There's some uh, guy liner in there. Some mascara, definitely. Yeah. Um, I also watched a film called Leave No Trace, which was one, which was a film that was very um, critically acclaimed last year. One of the ones I missed. A lot of people saying it should have been um, recognised more for like the awards and stuff. Directed by Deborah Granick. It's got Ben Foster in it, and uh, it's about him and his daughter living in a park. Basically, he's like a he's like a army vet. And he's, ben Foster's great. Ben Foster is great. This is probably like Ben Foster has, has had some amazing performances in the past. Pandora. Um, Andorra, um, free ten to humor is probably my favorite. Oh yeah, free ten to humor. But in this, he's very, it's very like, it's just like his quietest performance is the only way I can put it. Yeah. Sometimes you're like, eh, what? What? <laughs> Turn <laughs> the volume up. What did you say? say again? What? I mean, it's a very, it's a very like, it's a t- yeah. very well subtitles portrayed. there, like eight point font. What? <laughs> What's he eh? saying? <laughs> what the hell? Yeah, I mean it's a good film. It looks it looks great, great cinematography. Um, and it was as I said, as quiet as he is in it, this film is very quiet as well. Sometimes I was like, have I got to sound up? Yeah. Um, but yeah, a, a human story about their relationship. Um, I won't really tell you anything else because I don't want to ruin that. But leave no trace. Definitely worth a go. And uh, as I think I told you before, I, I got onto a little bit of a '90s uh, monster movie kick. After yeah. watching watching some videos on YouTube, watching some uh, compilations and uh, bits and bobs about special effects, and I was a bit like, I want to watch some monster movies, but specifically '90s monster movies, because I guess that was my era, you know, growing up. Yeah. First film versions I saw, so I, I, I picked a few that I remember seeing quite young and enjoying, and I've been rewatching them. So it was kind of kind of a triple bill, I guess. So the first one was this film that we're going to review today. Second one, I watched um, Guillermo del Toro's Mimic. Yeah. Um, and then I'm going to watch um, The Relic, which I think I enjoyed the most, um, if I remember right, out of, out of these three films back in the day. But they're three films that I remember sort of watching for the first time very well. Hmm. Uh, but yeah, Mimic, I was incre- I was super bored. Like I know the, I know the, the director's cut supposed to be a lot better because I know Guillermo del Toro had a lot of problems with those Weinsteins making this film. Um, yeah. And yeah it's just it's just a bit boring i think like that's the thing it kind of just me there's this massive bloated section in the middle the, like, the second act is so bloated and slow and it kind of just you don't know where they you don't know where the characters are or what's happening or what's you know i mean there's a lot of exposition as well and the cgi jesus <laughs> i don't i do not remember it being as is it was so it's so shiny it just it's just shiny it's so shiny like they're so so dark they're in like these catacombs and these like train tunnels like, and stuff. Or something. But it's just so shiny. Like mm. it's like they look. They all, all the, the CGI looks like um, T one thousand. Like it's just yeah. so shiny. They look chrome. It's not supposed to be like that. It's supposed to be insects. I don't really remember anything about them. No, I remember a kid whistling out the window or something, or like yeah. playing some music. There's a kid who like plays the spoons. 
yeah, sort of recreates the. But the thing is, you play the spoons. I've, I've tried to play the spoons many times, but hard, isn't it? Yeah. Very hard. It's a lost art. Yeah. But the thing is, this film, this film is supposed to is a really cool concept about like these um, uh, genetically engineered uh, cockroaches that can like mimic human form. That's great, right? I mean, that's that's like a really cool thing. But to be fair, you just get like a shadow who looks like he's in a trench coat milling about for a while, and eventually he goes, "Actually, look, I'm a cockroach," and that's it. And they eat people. Is that what happens? Yeah, but you don't get much more. Yeah, like you could have loads of cool things like that, couldn't you? It can mimic the human form, like yeah. go in so many different directions. Also, that but makes the, the idea of the spoon sounds really good. Is that there's a cockroach man being Cock- the kids so the talking cockroach. to him or something? The cockroach makes noises like that, and the kid yeah. like, sort of does this with the spoon. So I don't think there's a communication thing going on, but I think yeah. he maybe gets a bit um, intrigued by yeah. him. Um, but Guillermo del Toro has apparently completely disowned the film. Yeah, and, and then there's it, bits that uh, there's bits that like they had like other directors come in and shoot entire scenes. Like I know were, Robert Rodriguez directed like one of the action sequences, but I don't know if he kept it or not. Apparently, um, Mira Sorvino was quite a quite a big deal back in these oh i guess i guess of course she was back in the back in the 90s and apparently she said i'll walk off the i'll leave the production if you sack del Toro." and yeah. apparently weinstein's just went okay then we'll let him stay yeah put it away uh, rv <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah exactly put it away spraying him with some water so um, yeah unfortunately that it really didn't live up to because in my head i remember to enjoying it but i mean maybe maybe i'll visit the director's cut at some point one day who knows just to see how it holds up against it yeah i must, i would put deep blue sea and didn't we watch another one of those types of 13 ghosts i guess maybe that's a little yep. bit later i suppose sort of like the action um b movie type yeah uh, kind of like naff <laughs> naff oh, i don't say naff but yeah, I think Anaconda fits into that bracket as well. Congo. I think that fits into it. Is it? Congo. I don't, know Con- I, don't, I don't know if Congo does. Is it not? I don't think, I don't think so. Maybe, maybe, maybe. I think I think you're leaning heavily on the horror element there. I think it's more like an action adventure with like It's got like scary kill, kill the monkeys. Like they crush people. Mm. There's, uh, Vince, I remember Vince Vaughn yeah. uh, at the start gets, it's either him or his brother gets his eye popped out and the is Vince Vaughn is Vince Vaughn in Congo? <laughs> put it in, put it in the Google machine. I'm fairly certain he is. Um... No, I'm thinking of Bruce Campbell. I'm <laughs> uh... thinking of Vince Vaughn. Bruce Campbell. Easy to easy to get those. I guys might be getting the lost. Bruce world. Campbell's Bruce Campbell's in Congo. Yeah, he's he's the guy at the go. start. There you go. There you go. Easy to get those two guys confused. Yeah. Vince Vaughn is in the Lost World and Evil Dead, right? <laughs> no. And 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 he's and the Spider-Man. star of Evil Dead. Yeah. Um... <laughs> So, you're all right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anything else? What, what, what other things would go under that so, umbrella? What, uh, under this umbrella, yeah. Um, we're we're open. Let's let's say we're open to suggestions from from people. But yeah. Um, in terms of that, maybe something like tremors. Eh, tremors is tremors. I think tremors is too. Uh, I don't feel like tremors was designed to make like money and hit that market do you know what i mean it kind uh, of feel like tremors uh, is to doing its own thing know what you mean how about arachnophobia i don't know i uh, <laughs> i don't know <laughs> but it's uh 
Jeff, you know, Jeff Daniel spiders. There's only one big monster, is there? It's just yeah. lots of maybe. I don't know. Well, anyway, let's let's open it to suggestion. What films fall yeah. under that bracket? Because I think you know there's going to be absolutely loads that we're missing. But yeah, this is this film we're reviewing today is uh, what would you say? Action adventure, science fiction horror monster C movie. You took the words out of my mouth. <laughs> well, what gaps have you done, Luke? I've been talking about my stuff. I'm no, rubbing well, on about my stuff well, for ages. I, uh, I've not done many guests. I've been quite clean. I do. I finished uh, reading John Dies at the End. Have you seen the film John Dies at the End? I read the book. No, I haven't. I haven't, actually. So the film I saw a long time ago is directed by Don Coscarelli, who did like Phantasm and, and some lovely, jubbly films like that. Uh, but um, John Dies at the End is absolutely insane. Like it's so Douglas Adams. If Douglas Adams, Douglas Adams was doing like proper hot, like grindhousey horror, cosmic horror, um, loads of non sequiturs, no loads of like um, you'll be reading a line and then the next line will completely change what you thought was happening. Lots of things exploding, people, yep. blood exploding everywhere. Um, but it's got more of a sort of stoner comedy vibe to it. But it's like the most fun you'll have reading a book. Like there's uh there's a few sections, like a few great jokes in there. There's a bit where it's gonna sound so silly, but there's like a a guy who's possessed by some like multiple demons inside him and um every time he attacks people he just punches them, it goes directly to the crotch. <laughs> and uh <laughs> there's a bit where the main character, David Wong, gets punched in the crotch four times, like every time. <laughs> Uh, it's trying to fight this guy. He gets punched in the crotch, and then later on, as they're fighting somewhere, you just hear someone shout, "Ow, my crutch!" And you just know that <laughs> there's like loads of little, like stupid little silly. I, 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 I enjoyed it for what it was. It's just silly, uh, a bit of a mind melter in terms of where it goes. Like it doesn't follow a standard narrative arc at all. But no. like every chapter, you'll laugh out loud and be disgusted and be horrified in equal measure. So it's worth, how, old is, how old is the film? It's like I would say two thousand and seven ish. Okay. It's um got Paul Giamatti in it. I remember. Oh, oh, two thousand twelve apparently. Two thousand twelve, yeah. But like, I don't remember. The, I remember the film being a little bit difficult to watch because of the same thing. Because it's like it just moves so fast. The plot points yeah. come so fast. It's like I don't understand what's happening. Uh, but now that I've read the book, I would like to go back to watch the film and just see. Yeah. How in keeping because it's insane, but in the best possible way. Yeah, interesting. So uh, it's written by David Wong, and he's the protagonist of the book as well. Yeah, so he's a made-up person. He, it's actually written by a guy. I think his name's uh, Justin, but his pen name's David Wong. He's the the editor of Cracked.com. So if you ever like huh. enjoy reading Cracked articles, then that's yeah. the sort of humor that you're going to find throughout this horror, cosmic horror, body horror. <laughs> Cosmic uh, body grind horror. house horror uh-huh. sort of comedy. Yeah, it's always been one of those just kind of passed me by. So, uh... well, I saw a lot of bad reviews on it on Goodreads where people just didn't like that it wasn't like uh, easy to take in. Do you know what I mean? Because yeah. it, you just have to give stuff to go for the ride with it and not expect an actual story. Yeah. Okay, I've got you. Yeah. Other than that. No, other than that, other than that, guess nothing. Uh, but so today we're going to be talking about 1998's Deep Rising. I would have been ten when this came out. Ten-year-old Luke Condor. 
and you didn't see it back then. This is the first time you've seen it. Well, so I um, was pretty certain that I hadn't. I had this thing in my mind of what the film was going to be, and then 20 minutes in, I was like, oh, it's this film. <laughs> I've seen uh, this one before <laughs> many times. Okay, yeah, it's got one of those like strange, ambiguous titles that were like really popular in the late nineties, weren't they? Yeah, like with the word "deep" and "rising." Deep I impact. guess deep. deep, deep impact, deep, um, deep blue sea, deep blue sea. <laughs> yeah, the deepening, the deepening, deeper, go deeper, deep the throat. deepest, deep throat, um, deep throat two. And deep, deeper, throater, deep hard, <laughs> exactly all of those, uh, all of those. <laughs> but yeah, this was a film that I remember seeing when I was pretty young and being like kind of a bit scared by. I think maybe it was because like the blood and there are like a couple of particular two, two or three particular scenes that like have really stuck with me over the years. That they kind of like I think about them quite often. Mm. One of them is a, to- a toilet-based death. Oh yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that pop pops into my head a few times. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I remember this film being more horror than it was. I mean, like there's some real gruesome, gruesome bits in it. That like obviously the the art the um, makeup department have had a lot of fun making goo and blood and lots of goo. Yeah. Bones, lots of goo. Yeah, but um it's it's a strange film because it does kind of like it really does cross the boundaries of this and it reminds yeah. me of uh it reminds you of loads of things, really. There's loads of things going on with it. But yeah. there are a few good she- uh, ship, almost said sheep-based horrors then. Ghost I ship. That's another... Ghost ship, ship. exactly. I was going to say ghost ship and then triangle. A good ship-based... I, I like ship horror. I like <laughs> ship horror. I think my, my love for ship horror started with <laughs> um, a, a Resident Evil Game Boy game called Resident Evil Gaiden, um, where you, you like... Gaiden? 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 Like, nin- like Gaiden. Ninja Gaiden. Ninja Gaiden. Yeah. Ninja Gaiden. Gaiden. I can, you can say it both ways. It's like scone and scum, mate, isn't it? Yeah. One's right, one's wrong, or one's wrong, one's right. No one knows. Um, but yeah, that, that was like zombie-infested <laughs> ship, and I always think that was creepy. And then another game came out called Dead Aim, which happened, which took place on a ship. And then, yeah, things like Ghost Ship and this and, you know, Titanic um, just made me love ship horror. Yeah. <laughs> I think... We found the new genre because I don't think I've ever heard ship horror before. I'm pretty sure oh, it's again. a thing. It's definitely a thing. Yeah, um, yeah. I, the tone of this is weird because Sam, at times it's like, oh, they're trying to do the mummy. They're trying to do that sort of uh, comedy horror action mummy sort of thing. Well, this is this was this was the film that Stephen Summers directed before the mummy, right? Yeah, well, there you go. This is like a prototype for that. Then. I didn't realize yeah, that. yeah. So I think he directed it a couple of years before the Mummy, but it ended mm. up getting a bit delayed, and then it ended up coming out a year, like basically ninety-eight, a year before the Mummy. That makes so um, much sense now you said that, because even like the lead character, I kind of feel like it's a prototype for Brendan Fraser's hundred percent sort of character. E- in- even like in terms of weaponry, because I'm pretty sure Brendan Fraser's character in the Mummy has got like a shotgun that he pulls out of his yeah, out of his not literally out of his and, back, and the, you know, and the moist uh, creatures. Yeah, the, moist, uh, moist creatures. There's a few. There's a few actors in this who who are in the Mummy as well. So uh, yeah. ob- obviously, like to treat Williams' his sidekick dude is uh, a character. In Benny, Benny, that's it, Benny. Um, it's like you're on the wrong side of the river. That guy. <laughs> <laughs> we got all the horses. Yeah, uh, Benny. <laughs> I think he talks like that. Uh, and uh, well, so I don't know. I do feel like. This is definitely the prototype. It doesn't quite gel together as well as the mummy because the mummy is pretty pitch perfect for what it's done. Like doing, I love to watch mummy. Yeah. 
Yeah, watch it anytime. Good. But this, I think the fact that no one's a good guy, like for the first 20 minutes, um, like no one's a good guy. No one's in this for no. good reasons. Everyone's kind of a bastard who's looking after their own pocket in this yeah. film. Like everybody. Treat Williams That's... is pretty much in the wrong film, I think, because he's too nice, friendly looking to be playing a, a badass, I'm going to harpoon these mercenaries in the face. Sort he of is. Guy. He'd be eaten alive if he was yeah. <laughs> in this scenario. He looks like he always has hard-boiled sweets in his pocket. He looks <laughs> yeah, like... Yeah, yeah. He looks like I bet he blows balloons up like in one go for kids for his little party yeah. trick. He looks he, farting. He gets, he gets a bit lightheaded, but he didn't. He didn't say that. He doesn't say he it. Goes, no, he keeps it in. Yeah, and then he goes to walk away and he sort of trips a bit, but then carries on. <laughs> he's, he looks like a lovely guy, but then you could tell he's sort of playing this. Uh, Again, he's one of those guys. A face I recognise more than a more than like his his roles. Yeah, um, and he's been in absolutely loads of stuff. Like yeah. I was looking at his looking at his wiki page. He has been in loads of stuff. So. Uh, yeah, pretty, pretty, pretty crazy. It <laughs> it's basically you go, you go to his somebody. filmography and it just says, "Oh, don't read this. There's loads of stuff." <laughs> loads Jesus. Stuff. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. So, shall I give you the lowdown? Yeah. Okie dokie. So, Deep Rising is a 1998 American action horror film directed by Stephen Summers and starring Treat Williams, Famke Janssen, and uh, Anthony Held is is third villain in this. He's like the sh- owner of the ship, right? Um, oh, okay. Yeah. And there are so many other characters. There's basically a, a crew of mercenaries who are play who are probably how many? What are we saying? Ten strong? There's probably loads of them. And they're <laughs> and they're all given and twenty. Yeah. Between eight and twenty. There's a lot of them. And they're all like character actors that you will recognise from stuff and yeah. some of the names, you know, who have gone on to bigger roles, I guess. It took me a while to figure out uh that, that was Fam Famke Famke Jansen. Famke Jansen, yeah, which I think was was this, this was after Goldeneye, though, right? Yeah. Yeah, after Goldeneye, yeah. After Goldeneye. Um, so, yeah, there's absolutely loads of, loads of others, and there's, there's like a British dude playing the ship's captain, who I kind of recognize as well. Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so a group of heavily armed hijackers board a luxury ocean liner in the South Pacific uh, to loot it, only to do battle with a series of large sized, tentacled, man eating sea creatures who have already invaded the ship. There you go. Uh, so. There's another guy in it as well who Trevor Goddard, who played Kano in Mortal Kombat. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And he's he is um I'm pretty sure he's di- he died. Not recently, but let's have a look. Oh, don't don't be looking oh. at him because I've got some trivia. Okay. So, <laughs> okay. Well he died he died in two thousand and three. Have I ruined the trivia? Uh I don't think that was a question. Oh, okay. But he did, yeah. yeah. Uh, and I've, i so I was like, Oh, that's a guy from that's a guy from Mortal Kombat. So I ended up whilst watching the film looking into him and like feel a bit sad because like it, it didn't die in a good way or anything like 40 or something like that really young and i was like oh that's such a shame because he's i mean i wouldn't say he's a great actor but he's he's pretty he's, cool in this kano he's he plays that that yeah that, that role i think really he's well. pretty cool in this like a lot of the characters are kind of like so pointless in this group of um, mercenaries they're literally there yeah. to just get killed yeah and i think even though he's also a character who's pretty much there to just get killed i think he's at least given a little bit of, you know. Yeah, he's got a bit of meat to him. Mamuli. Got a bit of meat to him. Mamuli. Mamuli, that's Cliff Curtis, isn't it? The Trevor know. Goddard is T Ray. T Ray. Okay? <laughs> let's, let's just listen to <laughs> right, let's listen to the names of some of this t- group of mercenaries. So Wes Studi, um, obviously the Native American actor, Cherokee actor. Um, again, another character actor you'd recognise from loads and loads of shit. Things like uh, he's in Mystery Men. Who's this? Uh, 
Um, this is uh, Wes Studi. That the guy. Uh, He's a mystery man. Like the the uh, bowling ball dude. Is that him? is that right? Um, he's oh, also well, that's, that's uh, so. Um, he, he plays Sag. He plays Sagat in Street Fighter. Ah, oh, yes. Yeah, yeah. This is uh, the guy in Mystery Man who's the um, like the the spiritual leader yeah. sort of guy who doesn't yeah. say never really said anything. Yeah, are you bowling the ball or is the ball bowling you? That he's that guy. Yeah, yeah, that dude. So yeah, the names. So he's Hanover, and then we've got like J- Jason Fleming as Mulligan, Cliff Curtis as Mamuli. Clifton Powell's Mason, Trevor Goddard as T Ray. Um, how'd you how'd you say the dude's name? Jumon Honsu. Uh, he's great, and he's in loads of stuff. He's in Guardians yeah, of the Galaxy. Yeah, 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 exactly. He's in Guardians of the Galaxy. He was in was he in Gladiator. I'm pretty sure he's he was yeah. in Gladiator. Yeah. He was in Gladiator. Um, he was in like Tomb Raider. One of the um, James Bond films, Casino Royale, I think maybe. Yeah, he's he's been in all of these films. I think he's been in a Fast and Furious film. But yeah, he's Vivo and. Uh, yeah, there's just like this massive crew of, basically, if you were hired by this crew of mercenaries just to basically take them on a boat somewhere, yeah, I'd be like, what's going on here? What's going on here, lads? How have you lot got together? What's happened? What's linking you? Yeah, come on, guys. I mean, it's uh, so the film opens with that all the mercenaries are being taken on uh on what's his name, Treat Williams' ship. He's he doesn't know where he's taking them, but they're paying him. And he's like, we don't. Care what you what evil you're doing as long as you pay us we're, we're cheap, reliable and and average, which I think was the same thing that the guy in One Cup of the Dead said about his filmmaking. Um, yep. So they're taking him. They're taking all these mercenaries, and all the mercenaries are like cartoonishly cartoon villains, basically. Yeah, everyone quips. Um, they've, yeah. they've got they've got all the banter between each other. You know, yeah. you can't you couldn't you. If you ain't got the banter, you wouldn't last for five seconds in that in that group. No, because you anything you'd say would just be torn apart, and you'd end up there fretting each other, putting guns to each other's heads, holding knives to each other's. That was one thing that actually annoyed me: the amount of standoffs, like in the first ten minutes of the film. Like uh, Benny, not Benny, whatever his name is, um, uh, Joey Pantucci. What is his name? Kevin. You know the guy who plays Benny in. In the mummy, he's like yeah, yeah, yeah. sneaking around. and He finds a nuclear warhead in the cargo. He's like, "Oh, what's this? Not, not nuclear, it's a torpedo. It's not, not a nuke. It's a torpedo. It's not. It's not a nuke. That would be, um, that'd be mental." But then they find him, and then they start beating the crap out of him. Uh, looks like they're really gonna go at him, but um, he doesn't show any bruises or anything. He already looks a bit bruised, so it doesn't really doesn't really. They're, ki- they're kicking him in the kidneys. All right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so then Treat Williams comes with a harpoon. He says, "Stop it! Leave my uh, guy alone. We need him." And there's like a standoff, and it's like they're all going to kill each other within the first ten minutes of the film. And this is what I mean, like in terms of the tone. It just, it's the stakes are well too high for. They've just been joking a second ago, like yeah, yeah, they're all having a joke. Oh, yeah, I'm going to bloody kill you. I'm going to cut your knob off. Oh, don't do that. Oh, bloody hell! Next minute, they're like I'm actually legitimately going to kill you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. There's even a bit where Treat Williams just like sucker punches one of them, like with the. With yeah. like a shot, with like a gun. Dislocates the jaw or something. Dislocates yeah. his jaw or something. But there's like ten of them. Yeah. What are you trying and to Tree do? Tree Williams is uh, like a, a fun uncle. He's not a. He's a fun mercenary. uncle. Basically, every mercenary is like the alpha male. Yeah, every, all of them. All of them are alpha males, and you know, you get ten <laughs> of them together, and carnage is going to happen. Yeah. How is anyone going to wrangle this lot? How do they ever get anything done? Yeah. What are they going to do when they get on the get on this boat that they're going to like attack or whatever? Yeah. 
There's one point well, where they, they plan- say um, the they say torpedoes. They're talking about like the cargo, um, and I thought he said they're pedos, and I was like, what? <laughs> what? Oh. Where'd these come from? But no, he said torpedoes. Um, I see. And easy to get confused. Happens a lot. Can we just talk about the name of the ship? It's called the Argonautica. Argonautica. That's the cruise ship. That's the cruise ship. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, okay. that's what I meant. Yeah. That is what I meant. That's the cruise ship that, that they're going towards. But uh, that's a great name for a boat, right? What's it called again? Argonau- <laughs> Argonau- Argonautica. Okay. Argon- like the, Jason and the Argonauts. Tica. Okay. Argonautica. I can't even say it. Yeah. That's written down in front of me. Well, the Argonautica is a big cruise ship. That's where they seem to be going. Uh, they're going to shoot this thing with torpedoes. Oh, okay, we find out a little bit later on that there's a, a scam happening. There's a scam, yeah. yeah. So basically, this cruise ship is full of loads of well-to-do people having a lovely big party. It's the maiden voyage. Yeah. Um, everyone's loving life. There's like musicians banging drums. People yeah. are having a lovely, a lovely uh, party. Those drinking drums champagne. sound like Monster Island style tribal drums that they. Yeah. <laughs> and I think yeah. maybe that's what brings the. The creature from the deep because you don't know what it is but they're like drumming and that kind of drumming is going to lure monsters that's yeah, what don't drum like that out on yeah. open sea jesus no. yeah so uh, yeah then we've got like famke jansen who's like uh, uh just just a, a wily thief yeah. she's just like she's been down for burglary she's been down for shoplifting she well, it looks for like it she's all. pirating cds i think that's why they put her in the brig in this that's pretty much because they uh they like um she runs away into the to the safe part of the ship, and then like she's she's like pirating DVDs or something like yeah. this. Two CDs pop up, and like you <laughs> you wouldn't steal a. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. And then oh, they, they walk in at the wrong. Like the guys walk in and they say, oh. she's, she's doing a she's doing a mass uh, burn of the Venga Boys debut album it for all her like mates it. for all yeah. her mates back at home. Yeah. Uh, and while she's at it, she's doing uh, the release of Lion King two. <laughs> Uh, which yeah. only came out on DVD and video, not and, in and theaters. I think maybe after this film came out as well, which is uh, amazing. Exactly. There we go. <laughs> um, She's wily, yeah, wily thief. Exactly. Yeah. So she, uh, again, she's not a good person. She's coming across as uh, not. There's like not many likable qualities about any of these people, uh, apart from that British guy who got his wallet stolen. Uh. Which British guy gets his wallet stolen? He's supposed to be like the captain of the ship or something. Oh yeah, even he's a bit of a bit of a nose. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I think the, the nicest the nicest guys are like um, Treat Williams' what right hand man. I think he's kind of alright, isn't he? Yeah. Uh, and his and his Asian girlfriend. He's got an Asian girlfriend who's in yeah. the film for some reason. <laughs> Not completely she's sure why she's. She's in the film to kind of just shout. She and... does a lot of shouting. Yeah, like there's, she has a bit of banter with Treat Williams. He's like, "Fix my boat, bitch!" And she's a bit like, "Why didn't you do it?" Yeah, it's a lovely bit of banter between those guys. Yeah, uh, but then she doesn't really do too much else. No, again, fodder. A lot of people in this film are fodder yeah. just to be ripped apart by some CGI uh, so, tentacles. I'm not going to be able to not compare this to the Mummy now, but in the Mummy, even the fodder, like the Americans. Yeah, or actually, you kind of like them in a weird way. They're kind of charming, and when they die, you know, when a guy loses glasses, and the money oh yeah, yeah, yeah. comes to get him. That's oh yeah, sad. Yeah, the Americans are fodder, but I think they're they're made out to be like still looking after their pockets, right? 
Yeah, I mean, they're in the wrong. They're going to like die. Yeah, but... they've got a little bit of personality. Yeah, exactly. And then yeah. these guys have got personality, but they are just all douchebags. Yeah. It's a big dick swinging competition, this, isn't it? All these lot. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I, I'd be like absolutely exhausted hanging around with this lot. I'd just be like, fuck it. You couldn't sleep. You couldn't no, sleep. Like, but you can't what? sleep near because you know they'll be doing some sort of prank or something. They'll be doing something. They'll be like rubbing ch- chilies all over your penis area. Uh, <laughs> probably like it they'll put a loaded gun in your hand or something and then put, put it to your head yeah put your hand in like... warm water piss yourself <laughs> piss yourself and shoot yourself and I'm like wait <laughs> he just shot himself in the head yeah. he's, got a, he's got a baby on the way these, wait these, these, <laughs> these guys are not the kind of guys you want on a stag do they'd go too oh far oh my god if, yeah. if you were with these guys on a stag do A they'd like yeah. they'd take someone hostage I'd probably like murder so you would end up people. you would end up like strapped to like a lamppost, naked, yeah, balls out. <laughs> and then they shoot a torpedo at you. Yeah, that's the, what these kind of guys are like. Yeah. So uh, around this time, the drums are going in, the, in Argonauticoscus, and the uh, the mercenary ship is on the way, and yep. there's something in the water flying towards them that isn't a torpedo, and it's got like a it's making like a wee sort of noise. Wee hee hee hee! I'm having a great time. Even when like I don't think it should have made noise. Like they're like looking out at the water and they're like, "What's that strange noise?" Um, and then you can it's just like a weird sort of high pitched like, yeah, what is it? I can't remember it now very well. What is it? it is a it's noise? Like a screeching sort of slivering noise. And I'm like, it's in the water. You, you probably wouldn't hear that. That's uh, but, some kind of sound. But if it pelts into the bottom of the Argonaut Costa Co and the, <laughs> the the whole thing sort of rocks, uh, and then the shit hits the fan. Shit hits the fan. Basically. Um, this film completely blew its stuntman budget in like about <laughs> in about 14 seconds. Yeah, but we yeah. got hundreds of people, you know, flying all over the place, falling off balconies, flying and through trampled. windows, trampled. Uh, just basically, the boats getting fucked right up. It's like the end of Titanic, but with a yeah. monster. We didn't monster. see the monster yet. Yeah. And then we just all this is happening, and we see Famke Janssen like a couple of boxes of apples fall on her. <laughs> Something. <Yeah. laughs> And we have your favourite scene with the woman who just was just dying for the toilet. She's like, "I'll leave," but my favourite scene. What are you trying to but, say? Why well, you, you said it's affected? You said you've never forgot this. Yeah, scene. this is this kind of affected me as a kid because, well, however old I was when I first saw this film, because she sits on the toilet, starts crying. You know, that's always bad. <laughs> that's always bad. Yeah. Um, but then, like, some kind of thing, unseen thing, comes up through the toilet and like kind of rips her down into it. And a big splash of blood on the mi- on the mirror. <laughs> the big splash of blood thing. Um, this film does it a fair bit. I I always think of. Did you ever watch Supernatural? Did you ever watch any episodes of it? A little bit. So before, like, when at the start of every episode, nine percent episodes before the titles show up on the screen, Supernatural. Like they'd have like some guy get killed or something, but you By won't something. see what happens. It would go off screen, off camera, and you just see the splash of blood, and then it would go Supernatural. Every this film did it so so often. We just off screen death, off screen, and then a splash of blood. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business, from the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 
36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. I mean, it works. I mean, what can you say? I mean, it, yeah, I mean, sometimes it works, but you know. Yeah. Sometimes it doesn't. But yeah, so basically, this big creature, well, this these creatures, these yeah. tent- tentacles, are basically, but you don't see them for a while. This is the thing. They're they're hidden. I mean, when they showed when they showed themselves, they showed themselves. But you don't see them for a while. People getting like, yeah, pulled down into things and ripped off and all this shit. But yeah, there's a speed. My wallet getting ripped off. (laughs) My bloody wallet, you bastard. (laughs) Yeah. But a speedboat falls off the boat at one. uh, Falls off the cruise liner at one point, and that is what Finnegan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what his boat crashes into. Yeah. I'd just be like, God, keep your eye on the water, mate. Jesus. Just another vessel over there. Whoa! Yeah. yeah. Uh, what was it a speedboat they run into? Escape boat yeah, or something. Yeah. So, so they, uh, there's a speedboat which falls off the ocean, uh, falls off the cruise ship, and yeah. when they crash into it, it just explodes, basically making a big hole in Finnegan's boat. Yeah. Um, you think that'd be the end for his boat, but for some reason, it's like it's all right. They fix but it. Just, <laughs> they try and fix it later on. You just need to fix it with to- with uh, brown yeah. paper and vinegar. That's all you need to do. <laughs> Some gaffer tape. Uh, yeah. So they arrive on the boat and on the Argonauticus. What the fuck is it called? Argonaut. Argonautica. Yeah. They arrive on the Argonautica and they um, everyone's gone. Everyone's been like disappeared, and it's, yeah. um, it's a bit of a ghost ship sort of vibe. It's a ghost ship. Yeah, um, a ghost ship vibe. There's one bit where all the mercenaries have got the guns, like these crazy, uh, <laughs> unrealistic sort of. Yeah. mini Gatling gun things it's basically the gun you get at the end of a game before yeah. the final boss and uh, just... there's, there's like a single noise and everyone starts shooting at a wall why would you shoot at the wall yeah. they shoot for about 30 seconds yeah. and, and then, then they, they, they realise they realize how good the guns are and start shooting again first of all yeah. I'm thinking ammo conservation how much how ammo have spending? they got yeah and just like and then at one point they're firing these guns these massive like automatic rifles that are going <laughs> And there's one point, Treat Williams like shouts over the guns and goes, "Stop! Stop! Yeah, you don't fucking hear." Yeah, uh, and it, this and what's his name? Their captain, their mercenary captain, he's got a very quiet, calm voice. Yeah, Cherokee dude. Uh, where's Studi? Yeah, where's Studi? Uh, where's Freedy? <laughs> so he's. <laughs> um, oh yeah, so they split up or something or. Mamuli and T Ray 
and Benny and Treat mm-hmm. go into one room, and all the others go into another room. Yeah, there's a lot of like people unnecessarily just splitting off now for some reason. Um, so obviously they meet Trinity. No, not Trinity. That's from uh, that's from uh, Matrix, isn't it? Trillion, her name is. Trillion. Uh, they find her. Um, so basically, people start getting kind of picked apart. They need to go down to this like um, workshop thing to get some parts to fix the boat. So they go off down there. Yeah. Um, and then. The, it's basically revealed. Is it revealed at this point that the mercenaries were here to like rob the boat? Hmm. Um. I think that's when the actual uh, captain, not the captain. Yeah, uh, yeah. I think. I think. Yeah, I think. It. Yeah. We've. They've obviously got bad, bad intentions at this point. I think that. I think everybody's yeah. aware of that, including, including a treat. Yeah. Treaty. Uh, they. Um. So as they're sort of all split up, they hear some noises. What of them? Oh, T Ray. Uh, goes to check on some noises, and he yep. gets like uh, yanked into the water, and we get the blood splash. He gets yep, turned into classic. a puddle of blood. Nice. Um, and then Mamuli, who's like jacking off in the corner of the room, looking. What at are you pictures. jerking off for, Mamuli? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he gets pulled into. He gets pulled into like what two feet of water and dragged yeah. around. Yeah, and then he goes. It it sort of pulls in fr- between a set of pipes that are too small for a man to fit through. And yeah, that, that's that's enough for him to just pop. And there's an, another <laughs> another bit of blood off screen comes in to show yeah. you he's dead. Yeah. That's how they confirm kills in this, right? You don't you need to, to check their pulse. Yeah, it's just a bit of blood is shown. What's yeah. the most icon? What's the most iconic for you moment of that in in a film? Blood, blood off screen. Blood to confirm, pop, like, pop it. Uh, to confirm or something, kill. something like that, where you don't see someone dying, but you see like a splash of blood, or you see blood somewhere, so you realise someone has died. Because I think that was done a lot in in a nineties horror, yeah. especially where especially where the threat was supposed to be CGI. For me, it was in the Lost World when um, dude gets attacked by all the compies, the tiny little dinosaurs. Uh, whoop, yeah. Whoop, whoop. Yeah, and they kind of all ravage him, and then then you, it sort of pans down a river, and you see the blood. Oh, that's quite good, though. There. Like if it's trickling down the river, but yeah, it's a I like splat. That. I don't think. Oh, you, you, I don't mean specifically a splat, but we can talk yeah. specific splats if you like. <laughs> well, I just feel like uh, if Dexter was because he's a blood splatter analyst, mm. if he was on the scene, he'd be like, "Nope, this isn't <laughs> blood. Doesn't do that. Shoot out of the bad. the head. It's like the head is a balloon from the blood and it popped." Yeah. That's not that's not how reality works. What? <laughs> but that what you're talking about that that trickling down the roof and that's good. I like that. That's uh. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Every day. Yeah. Would you? Well, so I guess it's because like monsters, like it's a way of showing the monster without showing the monster, or showing the, or upping the monster's yeah. kill count without without needing to give us a big CGI. Yeah. Blob. And I feel like it's a way of doing gore without having all the expense of doing gore. You know what I mean? Well, this film can does... be expensive doing gore, mate, can it? Well, yeah, we all know that. But this film does have uh, some great gore bits in it as well. It's oh, yeah. these sort of slightly less good mm. bits. Um, so anyway, so they're dead. Uh, Benny and Treat um, go back to the other guys, and they're convinced that they've killed them because everyone's killing each other. So why why would they not? Yeah, they were that? standing off at the start when they were all having a laugh and a joke. So now yeah. the, now the stakes are upped again. Of course, they're all ready to kill each other. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so they basically open the vault, this main vault in the ship that, that the mercenaries are like 
that's this is a, this is our goal anyway. We wanted to get inside the vault, so yeah, we don't care. We don't care that something strange is happening. We're still gonna mug people off, and now we get probably one of the most like ridiculous death scenes. I I I rewind it and watched it three times because I was like, "What just happened?" Yeah. Well, just before this bit, uh, Benny's Benny drops a peanut, and he's trying to eat this peanut. Um, <laughs> do you remember? And he drops it. And it makes that proper. <laughs> Any excuse to make that noise in this it. podcast? There we go. We need to get a supercut of you <laughs> of you making that noise in this pocket. Does he drop a peanut? He drops a peanut. He's like he ju- trying to eat a peanut. I don't know why he's struggling because it's just a, a normal. Just put, it, just put it in your mouth. And then Treat's like, what are you doing there? And he's like, meeting the peanut. And he drops it. And he goes, uh-huh. <laughs> does that, does that, and then he, and it's like, it's gone now. You drop it in the water. That's it. Isn't yeah. It? And then they open the bank vault and an axe flies yeah. out into... Uh, they open the bank yeah, vault and an axe flies out and kills um, Viva, yeah. played by um, Digimon. 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 I'm butchering people's names. Uh, yeah, so an axe just basically like kill immediately kills him. Then some of the um, mercenaries just fire their guns into this vault, killing like three or four people. Yeah. Apart from the important people who are yeah. the captain and the owner of the ship. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I mean, it's all a bit mental, isn't it? Just and he says, "Oh, sorry, I killed him. I thought he was one of his creatures." Oh yeah, because one of his creatures open doors, don't they? Yeah. Well, maybe. I mean, uh, yeah, you are, see yeah. a, like an octopus get through a hole on a ship. They That's find, true, they find ways I li- to do it. I like, I like the octopus comparisons. They have, have, there's a few sort of like stories of octopuses in this that people sort of say. And octopuses are scary as fuck. Yeah. Right? There's that bit where uh, the guy's like, oh, hey, my mate had a pet fish. <laughs> and he put it in a tub. And he gave the tub to the octopus. And it took the octopus a minute to work out how to open up the... Is that this film? I'm thinking of something else. This is this film, yeah, and they're using it as a metaphor to try and say basically they're the fish, and you know this big yeah. sea monster is essentially the octopus. Yeah, but at the same time, the size of this octopus, I just keep uh, the size of this creature, I just keep thinking, is it gonna tr- be trying to kill? Is ki- well, I don't know. It's weird this creature because it's we find out later on it's inside the ship, uh, like it's got in, but then it's like it's got different rooms. Like this is its feeding room. <laughs> This, yeah. and like if it's and like it doesn't eat with its mouth, like it eats with yeah. its fingertips. And yeah, <laughs> and it kind of drinks people. It yeah. says, yeah, so like puts it sucks people up thing? for for its tentacles. Yeah, I don't know, mate. Sucks people up for its tentacles. Basically, drinks all the stuff and then expels the bones. Yeah, yeah. Peel! I don't like it. Like a peanut shell. Maybe that's what the metaphor was there. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, very, very subtle. So, and at this point, they also break out um, Famke Janssen's character. Yeah, um, and she gets she she's been kept in like a little cell for she, doing all the burglary. Her and um, what's his face Treat's like relationship is far too advanced. Like for yeah. like they flirt within seconds, and like they're yeah. and Treat, although he's a handsome guy. I mean, what is he? Twenty years older than that? I don't know. Yeah, 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 no, I was thinking that. <laughs> and also, like in a situation like this, where like inevitable death is about to happen, hmm. like my the, my best side wouldn't be coming out. Let alone, yeah, I wouldn't have would chance I be to be flirting to... with people. I'd be no. fucking getting out of there. Like, yeah, exactly. Even if it was Famke Janssen post Goldeneye, I yeah. would still be like, 
all right, love, let's get out of here then. Yeah. Come on. Where, what have you been doing in there? Oh, let's go. Let's do it. If she went like, oh, are you doing hot stuff? I'd be like, inappropriate. <laughs> the wrong time. There's a time and place for that kind of thing. Um, well, I don't know. Treat Williams, you know, you know he's like, fun yeah, uncle. You know what he's like. And, you know, he never knows when, he's, if he is going to die, he's thinking, better squeeze in all the yeah. action I can get. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so then all of them are sort of running around for a bit. Uh, we get a first instance of tentacles, uh, which looks like, at this point, I think we're supposed to think they're like big snakes or something. They're sort of in the rafters and they shoot them and a guy slips out. And we have yeah. my favourite gore thing of the film, yeah. which is a guy who they'd left you know, off earlier somewhere. I think we need to confirm that there were two people left on the original boat, one of the mercenaries um, and the Asian girlfriend. Yeah. Um, who is I think her name's Leela, but basically she gets killed like pretty quick, quick sharp. Yeah, sorry that we left her out, and so then this guy gets sucked off as well, sucked into a <laughs> sucked, in, sucked in, into in. A, <laughs> he gets sucked. Well, sucked up. He gets sucked he just, off screen. I was gonna say he gets well, sucked I, off I screen. Su- <laughs> he gets sucked off on screen. He gets sucked off of screen. Yeah, well, he gets sucked up. Mm. Sucked up off. Sucked up off. Sucked away. <laughs> he gets sucked away from the screen. He gets sucked away. <laughs> Even that sounds wrong. He basically gets hoovered not, up. He gets hoovered up. There we go. Yeah. By the, by the creature. Yeah. Um, and then, and he turns up later. Um, all with all of his juices. I've <laughs> been sucked out of him. It's horrible, isn't it? Yeah. Well, what he's like miss, he's like missing half his half his like skin and juices and his. This looks pretty heads. good. Yeah. Yeah. It's it like good. surprisingly great. Like I mean, like I think. I think it was a, a bit of CG. Great. No, it was a bit of CG, but I want how much of this is practical? Do you think? Um, I, I think the, I think a lot of this was CG, especially the head. Obviously, yeah. Um, obviously a lot of practical stuff in the like feeding room. Yeah. Um, but I think I'd 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 hazard a guess that every part of the creature was CG because I don't think I saw one bit where I was like, oh, yeah. Neat. They must just had like tennis balls on sticks. I mean, that's how they used to do it. It's, I'm I'm confused by the anatomy of this creature though, because at, at some point you see the the tentacles are like chasing people down, down um yeah like um walkways, but they're yeah. kind of like rolling. They're kind of like, like rolling, like spilling, aren't they? Like, yeah, it's like someone's pouring I, spaghetti. I, I, into I do a kind of like tub. not understand the anatomy of it because also if this creature's huge and in the ship in the middle, yeah, how is it managing to get its arms like all it, over? It the must ship? be stuck. Like it's moved its arms like in every sort of which way. What yeah. that game you play as kids where you'd sort of tangle up your arms, so you have to get someone to go in and Twister. Unta- Twister. Uh, is it? I thought it was like Doctor Doctor or something. Uh but what, do you mean Twister with the map where you put your No, right it's where you, everyone holds hands oh. and they all sort oh, of God. twist around the lock and you have to, someone has to come and untangle them. But it's this this uh, octopus is stuck. It must be. Also like so there's always a head, like a tentacle head. But like, surely they're at the ends. Do you know what I mean? Why yeah. is there like always one ready to pop out? Like yeah. it's all ends. This how, like how does it, how does it know? Like uh, are the, are the tentacles like they've got their own sense of something. Well, they look sentient. They it's weird. They look they like look they're sentient. alive. They look <laughs> they look weird. They've got like weird sort of faces. They're all yeah. Cause I guess yeah. when you initially watch this film and you haven't seen it before, you'd assume that the tentacles are a creature. Yeah, I think that's that was the idea. Like a a fake out. A fake out, man. It's not. You see the. Uh, the brain pretty soon i think uh well so they're running away from this thing they're shooting it um i think well what happens now so 
Like people just start getting picked off in various <laughs> yeah. ways. There's like people are running away, and you know they someone throws a grenade at it. Um, yeah, there's a bit under the water where it's you know like it's a bit like Alien Resurrection, where it's swimming through the water. Yeah, that someone, bit, gets, that bit someone was... gets pulled off, pulled away. Someone gets pulled. <laughs> someone gets pulled off. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. So there's like people getting. I think they all eventually people who survive get herded towards the bow of the ship, which is where we get this the feeding um, room, right? The feed. The, well, I think we see the feeding room at some point. Yeah, yeah, where obviously just full of these horrible, juicy skeletal remains, like pretty much everywhere. So this is where we find out that the creatures. Also, the owner of the ship kind of is the exposition for this creature. He He's kind of also acts the as expert a, of octopuses. Yeah. yeah, because there's no like scientist or like person who's encountered these creatures before well i guess you kind of usually have in these films don't, don't you to kinda... need it because what does he say he says it sucks the juices out of you like that's what he says it but... drinks you yeah, yeah but like he has no idea really yeah if i was there and he was there as well i'd be like you're just talking shit mate you're talking, to be honest. yeah what talking out your arse you could just it's the sarlacc like you could just say anything like what yeah just give me a just give me a scientist and i'll believe him all right yeah his name is <laughs> kenneth branner and it's a. Uh, like you can just say whatever you want, and people will be like, "Okay, that's good." Yeah, exactly. Now we know. So yeah, around about this point, it's it's weird this because it kind of like in the third act, it gets a bit lost because it kind of has Finnegan and Trillian like going back to Finnegan's boat to like sort the engine to like basically fix the engine, but then he realizes he's lost the parts, and then he has to go back to the boat. I don't know. It just feels a bit. Yeah. Ugh, eh. Ugh, you know what I mean? A bit like, oh, we're here, then we're there. What are we going to do? We're going over there, are we? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so. Uh, we get we do get some uh, good jet ski action, though, don't we? Yeah, so, well, Benny gets shot and he um, uh, gets shot potentially sacrificed himself. I mean, the idea is they're going to ram the uh, torpedoes into the, the belly of the ship, and we also get to see the big face of the monster. Yep. Um, the big squid head thing. Um, yep. Uh, and it picks up, picks up a treat, and just, goes, yeah. goes goes to give him a kiss and have a look at him. But and Finnegan just shoots it in the face with a shotgun or right. the eye. Yeah. Well, it's, if you played enough Resident Evil, you know that's the that's the yep. weak point of the enemy. Yeah. Um, Obviously, eyeball. There's a. I don't know what to tell you. I mean, there's a jet ski chase that attacks yep. chasing so, through the <laughs> through the ship. Yeah, um, that was pretty cool because he's like, we need to jump from here to here and uh, they get a bit of a run up and then suddenly they stop because the tentacles are there. Um, yeah, and how does how does the eventual like big explosion happen? Well, so Benny drives the other boat full of torpedoes, full of torpedoes cool one, yeah. into the ship and it explodes and our heroes and escape. At, and at this point, time. Benny, definitely dead. There's no way he survived yeah. that, right? No? Yeah. No? Well... <laughs> <laughs> so uh treat and Famke jensen they end up on a remote island and they were like oh we're lost on an island and then they kiss and it's like oh we're on an island together and then benny's like oh carnal oh carnal just oh carnal i'm on the other side of the river <laughs> yeah and he swims he's like he's fine and also his girlfriend that he loves dead but he doesn't seem to be that bothered about it as long as, as long as Frank Jensen, not briefly, he briefly mourns her at some point. But I think a, when he's a single to... tear is like not yeah, enough. Single tear, a single tear which he catches and then yeah. just flings out the flings out the window. Yeah, 
Uh, yeah, so Where's I guess apparently, so apparently <laughs> in I, I read. Sorry if I'm going to ruin. Sorry, what did you say? <laughs> I just said his tea makes that noise. Is it? <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. It does, it does. Um, sorry if I'm ruining trivia, but I read that um, didn't his death didn't test well, Benny. So they just decided to add him surviving toward to the end of it. Oh, um, I mean, that's not in trivia, but it's interesting. Yeah, interesting. So obviously, when they're on the boat, obviously they they're like, oh, we, we survived that. We survived that. And then they hear like a huge roar and like crashing of trees of like some yeah. sort of there's another beast. Yeah, and then in uh, the forest. So, in the Wikipedia plot summary, at the end it says Finnegan is heard saying his movie catchphrase. Now what? As the film ends, I'm like, what catchphrase? <laughs> <laughs> it's not his catchphrase. Where did that come from? Oh yeah, it I does. think he maybe he said it once before. To be fair, you can't say it's a catchphrase. I think I think what's happening in this film is he's trying. They're trying to make him Han Solo because he at one point he does say, "I've got a bad feeling about this." Yeah. So, and I can kind of understand that where he's supposed to be like the he's a bit of a womanizer. Yeah. But you know, yeah. has he got a heart of gold? Maybe he has. And his Chewbacca is Benny. I think Han Solo would. I think uh, Harrison Ford would have play, would have fit the sort of badass side of it a little bit better. Definitely. But treatment is yeah. too nice. What are you gonna do, right? You've just you basically just survived like a cup a, a whole night trying to evade a massive sea monster. You've just washed up on a beach, like all your guns are gonna be useless, yeah. waterlogged, yeah, and now you've got to fight another yeah. creature. Do you think they were ha- aiming for a sequel? No, what? I don't think so. I think uh, Skull Island. Would, yeah, I think they were just yes yeah, doing a Skull Island sort of nod. It's basically they did like the the drums at the start, and it was all very Skull Islandy at, at times. Uh, but and then the credits roll. Um, and then we get to the trivia part of the film, which is like the post-credit scene. Um, so, are you ready? Yeah, uh, yes. I've got to get this one out of the way now because we're already kind of talking about it. Which space rap scallion turned down the role of sea rap scallion Finnegan? Space rap scallion. Well, it can't have been Harrison. Surely not Harrison Ford. Surely yeah. they would. Would they, they really link him to this film? Harrison, Harrison Ford turned down the role of Finnegan, and as such, the production's budget was downsized. Oh, okay. The budget was downsized. Well, yeah. it would have cost a bomb anyway, right? Treat Williams, it'll work for free. Yeah. You have to pay him in bombs. That's the only as, uh, and as, yeah, in bombs. as long as he gets to say his catchphrase, though, at every turn. Oh, now, now what? what? Yeah. Oh, now what? Yeah. Uh, number two. Whose most hated films list did this film appear on? He's most pretty, hated. Yeah, he's a, he's a big voice in film review, um, film critique. Ebert. Yes, Roger Ebert's very popular most hated list has appeared on that. Oh wow! Um, most hated. I know. Jesus. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, number three, uh, Deep Rising, was released approximately one month one month after what ship horror film? Oh God. Um. Deep Rising was released approximately one month after what ship horror? Ship horror. Well, I, you know, I w- wouldn't put it as ship horror, but you did say it have was we, earlier. Have we mentioned it? Was it re- yeah. was it released one month after Titanic? Yes, it was. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> ship horror. What do you think about it? Yeah. It, Titanic's horrific. Yeah. Well, Much bigger has... body count than this film. Yeah. Uh, it, yeah, but it's got romance to it and stuff. It's got an old gem. Sex in a car. Uh, and she's wearing a little diamond. Uh, <laughs> uh, draw, draw, drawing Kate Winslet's breasties. Breasties, breasticles. Yeah. It is a horror, isn't it? 
<laughs> uh, okay, number four. Like I said, I went down a bit of a Trevor Goddard uh, hole. Uh, number four is, is Trevor Goddard Australian? Because he says he's Australian in this film, and he comes across as Australian when he plays Kano. He's... He reminds me so much of Colin Farrell. Yeah. He's he, like in this film at least he's got a very Colin Farrelly like eh? Farrelly brothers yeah Colin, Colin Farrelly <laughs> Colin Farrell yeah. he's got a, a look a look in his eye where he's like I'm up to no good and I don't care who knows it even yeah. though Colin Farrell's Irish I'm up to no good mate <laughs> <laughs> I'm up to no good these laddies I'll tell you what though oh, that was awful not as a laddies like like I'm Scottish. <laughs> I tell yeah. you what, though, bloody Irish. Yeah. Yep. Uh, so is but... is he Australian? That's what yeah. I want to know. Yeah, he is, isn't he? No, he's not. Uh, and I I knew it when I heard him. I was like, that's not a real Australian accent. That's like a fake shit street oh. accent that I do. He said, um, for much of his career, he claimed to be Australian and often and she... played Australian characters. And this was to get more more parts. Maybe oh. maybe people liked Australian actors at the time. I don't know. Maybe Australian. Australian. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was about to say home and away. <laughs> Basically, Jason Donovan wasn't available for yeah. this, so they're like, "We need the next big Australian at, at, at the time." Chris Hemsworth, Guy Pearce, Eric uh, Banner. Oops, Eric, <laughs> Eric Banner. Eric, ba- Eric Banner. Um, the other Hemsworth, probably. I don't know. <laughs> uh, Kylie Minogue. Kylie Minogue would have Danny owned Minogue. this film. Kylie Minogue, Danny Curly Minogue, Minogue Curly Minogue. Minogue. <laughs> Well, there's a lot of great Australian talent, you know. Yeah, and, but, he, does, and know. he does kind of come across as an Aussie in some ways. Yeah, he um, does. Number five, then the last question: When did Trevor Goddard? And I was going to do every question about Trevor Goddard, but decided not to. <laughs> <laughs> when did Trevor uh-huh. Goddard make his last screen appearance? Like on what film? On what film? Yeah. Oh God, that, I mean, I have absolutely no idea. Um, was he in some sort of? Give me a clue. You're going to have to give me a clue because. You best start believing in ghost stories. You're in one. That's a terrible uh, impression. But... You best start believing in ghost stories. You're in one. Yeah. It's awful that I can't even think of what that is. You're going to have to tell me. Uh, okay. You sure? Yeah. I feel like you're, I feel like you're on the, nearly there. Uh, okay, so it's... Um, <laughs> you best start believing in ghost stories. Film. In 2003. One. I didn't realise this film was this old. It's Pirates of the Caribbean, The Curse of the Black Pearl. That was oh. the last Yeah, and that was... Uh, oh, crap, God, like, I feel, I feel like... I, 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 don't, I don't feel so bad now because I kind of... Uh, recently, I thought, I've kind of forgotten everything about Pirates of the Caribbean. It's amazing. It's a great so, film. Someone was saying they're doing a reboot and I was like, I can't even remember. I remember the films being so long. 2003. That's... The original one is great. That's... That, yeah. I mean, it is. Yeah. So who was he in that? I don't know. One of the Pirates, probably. Let's have a look. Trevor uh, Goddard, Pirates of the Car- Caribbean. And it just says um, here, uh, on 7th of June 2003, Goddard was found dead in his home in North Hollywood, Los Angeles. Only 40 years old. So, then I just oh. found that really tragic. Um, yeah, that's pretty tragic. Uh, yeah, he was just he was a pirate in uh, Pirates of the Caribbean. Just one of one of uh, Barbosa's crew. There was a picture of him stood next to Barbosa looking menacing. Like, thinking about it now, I can imagine, and I think I can picture him, because we watched Pirates of the Caribbean a lot. Me and Ken. Yeah. Yeah, there we go. I still think that the opening introduction to Jack Sparrow is one of the most perfect cinema moments. Just the way, sort of, the ship's sinking and he sort yeah, of yeah, and he steps, steps off onto the, onto the, onto the, onto the so yeah, that's, that's good. Yeah, 
Uh, okay, that is so. Good. Oh, okay, yeah. Uh, so, what do you think of the film? Are you going to rate it? Um, you know, I think it's pretty enjoyable. It's pretty fun. CGI was pretty ropey. Mm. Um, you know, it wasn't. It's not a film that I feel like now. Now I've re, you know, now I've, what word am I thinking of? Re sucked it off. <laughs> now I've sucked it off. Now I've become. Now I've seen it. Now I've seen it recently. I won't need to watch it for a while. <laughs> I can't think of words. I kind of string sentences together today. I apologize. No, I like it. Oh, I like it. Um, but yeah, I I think it's fun for what it is. It does exactly what it says on a tin. Deep. But I would. I, 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 but I couldn't. <laughs> I couldn't go higher yeah. than a C. Ooh. Okay. C I couldn't for, go higher than a C because now I feel like I don't need to see it again yeah. for at least. You could say it's at sea level. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> oh no, you didn't. No, Are did. you going to go above or below sea level then? That's what I'm saying. Slightly below sea level. A D plus. I'm like, you know what? Oh, have those oh. film, have these films, Relic and uh, Deep Hard and Deep Harder, Deep Rising, or oh, not yep. Deep Rising, Deep Blue Sea. All the other films. I feel like this is a little bit below par. Um, yeah. So it's I don't know. It just doesn't quite come together. It's a little bit boring. It's a bit boring. <sighs> it's not. It's not as iconic as perhaps it could be. It needed more of the. More of the creature in it, and I think Treat Williams. Look, you seem like a very nice guy, but you, this isn't the role for not, you. Not strong enough lead. No, 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 not strong enough lead. I mean, Deep Blue Sea. I wouldn't say it's got the strongest lead. It's got LL Cool J in it and Samuel. But Jackson. exactly, it's got it's got that little summit summit. And that what, it needs. what's his name? Um, got his name. <laughs> not not proving my point, but you know the guy who plays Punisher, Thomas Jane. Thomas Jane. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. He's uh, he he almost feels like. It almost feels like um, a like placeholder um, uh, hero. Tre- uh, Treat Williams does. Yeah, he's you know like I mean? uh, when you're playing, um, you know, a board game, and like it's like, oh, I'm Captain Hannigan, whatever his name is. I'm and Captain... then it's like a picture of what you imagine that person to look like. Like it's not, it's not got too much character to him to the point where like you can't see yourself as this guy. There's no gristle he's on a... that meat. No, yeah, exactly, yeah. There's no gristle. He's a lovely. He's a prime. He's a prime cut. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Meat. <laughs> <laughs> but there's no like. It's not been. He's not been seasoned. No. And I think he's too got... seasoned, mate. It's gone. It's too salty. Too seasoned. Well, I mean, like he's. Uh, I think. I reckon. I reckon bland. I reckon no seasoning. Mate, they should, have, they should have put Kurt Russell in this role or some. Well, I mean, yeah. Harrison Ford would have been pretty great. Brendan Fraser would maybe be a bit young. No, they should have put him in anyway. Back when Nicholas, he was playing that Nicholas caveman Cage. in that film. Nicholas, Nicholas Cage. Cage. Yeah, there you go. Although, I mean, Treat, Will, uh, Treat Williams Remake it. has got a great Yeah, name. good. So, but I think it suffers from that. And as you said, I think in terms of the levels of these films, um, it just gets a bit boring. And I think that's what... I mean, films like this can be great when they're entertaining, but I think it just does, does suffer from being a bit boring in places. Mm. So I'll give it a C, mate. All right? All right. Deep listen to me. So next week, did you still want to do... The relic or something, or do you want to move on to something that's not well, in the nineties? It's up to you, really. Do you fancy watching another nineties monster movie to round off a nice double bill? As I, could, I, could, I could go, I could go for another plate of this. Could you go for a relic? Uh, I'd go for a relic or a Congo, but you don't agree with me that Congo is. I don't. Movie. Well, we can discuss this, but I don't think Congo falls into the horror bracket. But you know, maybe we'll put it out there. Okay. What should we do next? 
But yeah, the relic I think is looks like it's going to be the next one, unless you unless you have your wicked way. No, that sounds good. Uh, and then we need to, and then we need to get back to the list. I think briefly, don't we? Yeah, we should do really. Um, okay, and that's us for today. Uh, this show is brought to you by Hawk and Cleaver. Head over to hawkandcleaver.com. Um, become a patron over patreon.com forward slash hawkandcleaver. Thanks to Kobach Cameron for our theme music. Thanks to ACAS for hosting the show. Uh, thanks to the listeners. If you enjoyed the show, please consider giving us a rating, a review in iTunes, and remember to hit subscribe. And thanks to Mikero, it's Ben, for being a right or a dude. Thank you very much, Luke Condor. Can you just do the noise one more time? just for? <laughs> my, oh. lips, my lips are dry. Oh. Oh, I can't do it. It was a bit breathy. Stage, stage fright. Uh, I'll give it. I'll give that one a five out of ten. Can we? I'll practice. I'll practice. <laughs> Very right. nice. Right. In a bit. Bye. Bye. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.